But Mike, I have a very important question to ask you because I remember you saying how uh, busy the past few days you've had it been. Yeah, I had to eat four grilled cheese sandwiches last night. You had to? <laughs> Somebody made you? Somebody chained you down, watched you eat four grilled cheese sandwiches, and would not let you leave the table until you had consumed all of them. Yeah, that person was me holding myself against my will. <laughs> uh. that, was just, that means you were just eating in front of a mirror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. No, but I, I've been a busy man. I've been a busy boy. I've been a busy boy, Nick. But so, Mike, you know nothing about what I'm going to discuss uh, today. No, I don't I'm know actually any. hoping that's the case. I lit, I, no, Nick, I'm so glad I can come in almost every week and make you so happy with my ignorance of what we're doing. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it that way, but you, yes, you are exactly. The, you are the protagonist of the Song Topsy Report. You kind of are. You are, you are the voice of, and ears of the audience. You hear that, audience? Mikey Russ has got your... Your brain's in his noggin, and he's here to ask the questions and give his answers. Also, Mike, I'm very sorry. There will be many questions and no answers on this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm passed out already, Steve Trollinger. <laughs> Wake up, Steve! Steve, you, you literally have a gallon of Dunkin' Donuts iced tea next to you. That is empty. That is empty, yeah. It's long past its point of e- efficacy. Much like you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, guys, it is October. It is objectively Ooh, the best time of the year. I am so it. excited when things get spooky, when things get creepy, because so does the Song Topsy Report. Yes, it does. Not we- so much last year when we forgot up until the last week of shh, October. but. shh. shh. Oh, yeah, sorry. I I'm sworn. banking on our listeners' memories not being that good. Wait, oh, no, I was thinking of the first year. The first <laughs> year we did, we went all out. This is out. already the third Halloween season we've done for this podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God, third season of Halloween, that, can you that, freaking believe it? That first it? year we did the thing I was mad at Nick about, which was uh, do, like, one every week for all of October and then do the same thing for Christmas when we literally... Just burnt through like eight years worth of material <laughs> in the span of two months. Oh, but the material. Oh, but it was good. Oh, it was so good. But um, to the listeners, if you looked at the title of this week's episode, you are one of two kinds of listeners. You are either someone who is listening to this episode specifically because you know who Radio Werewolf is, or the vast majority of you have no idea who this band is. This is probably the most obscure artist we've ever covered on this show. Serious? You can't. Two of their songs are available on streaming platforms. You can't buy their CDs really anywhere. Yeah, I only ever I've only ever heard of television lycanthrope. It's <laughs> very clever, Steve. Yes, because the artist we're discover we're discussing today is called Radio Werewolf. Now, you guys are both relatively blank slates on this, which is so exciting because I have been Or in the Latin, Tabula Rasa. Yes. That's Latin for blank slate. It's a concept of blank slate. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. So you guys are both blank slates about who this group is, which I'm very excited about because I have known about this group for 10 years. 10 years living in this radio werewolf closet of yours? And I will explain how I became aware of this group because there's th- these guys don't show up on any list of like worst bands. They don't show up anywhere, really. Um, but I will explain how I found out about them. But to get you started, before we play our first little clip of what this band sounds like, I want to play you a... Um, I want to just read you a quote that... Um, an online commentator wrote about this band, quote, 
As Albert Weber writes, in effect, the band Radio Werewolf claimed to be part of a musical spiritual movement focused on making a specific sound that they called the, quote, dominant frequency, also called alpha frequency, designed to evoke pure feelings of power, harmony, and purification. The main uh, frontman of this band, the vocalist Nicholas Schreck, called this practice literally sonic magic and presented it as the sonorous and spiritual revolution that would overthrow the decadent and superficial American values in exchange for a new spiritual age led by the youth. And Mike, do you want to know what that sounds like? I do, Nick. That I do. Come to him with handles burning. Incubus, incubus, we will save your first <laughs> Nick. Oh, Jesus. Now listen. Oh. You're not feeling that alpha frequency, Mike. Oh, my God. First of all, this guy didn't even tune his timpani. As he's a, uh, which is yes, we actually have an expert. <laughs> this is the one area where Mike is a musical expert <laughs> yeah. on timpani. Yeah. Oh, boom, I, boom, boom. I played the timpani all the time. I'm telling you, this one time we, we had a little, we got a little slice in the timpani, and it sounded like shit. And it kind of sounds like these guys sliced open their timpanis by accident. <laughs> I mean, and it, there's there no microphone for the singers? Are they just screaming and like hitting a shotgun mic out in the audience? Like, yes, they recorded they <laughs> recorded the song live with an audience. They just sat quietly and held onto the microphone. So. This band, Radio Werewolf, this was my long journey about how I found out who this band was. So, when I was in high school, I got really into Levian Satanism. As now, you do. As, as every precocious kid who discovers atheism does. I um, got into medieval Satanism. Medi- oh, like that's just straight up devil worship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, only one true Roman Catholic. You just, just left. You're a lapsed Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do not have time to get into the philosophy of it, but essentially it's atheism with a lot of spooky fake rituals attached to it that even the church itself acknowledges is just like, it, 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 it's just a humanist philosophy designed to help you get the most out of your life. But there's also some aspects of social Darwinism in it that I don't quite like. But I researched it. Oh, quite, I, I what? Researched it quite, Were they convince people to accidentally do crazy shit? No, no, not necessarily that. It's just that they self-identify as a very. It's it's a religion for the elite, and you identify as a Satanist. But regardless, ah, it's just like a Satanist thinking he's above everything else. Usually they're below. Um. <laughs> But because because yeah because because the, the hot place yeah. <laughs> oh Nick Florida yes uh, Florida. <laughs> most hell on earth <laughs> state motto so the founder of the modern Church of Satan was a fellow named Anton Xander Levey he was the guy who codified all of this guy from San Francisco he this was in the sixties his daughter's name was Zena Levey she's only really noteworthy because there's also a conspiracy theory where people think that uh, she is also Taylor Swift because she kind of looks like Taylor Swift except she's like fifty, um, but Zena Levey ended up leaving the church that her father founded, founding her own separate little religion called the Temple of Set, and her husband and partner was Nicholas Shrek, who is the vocalist of Radio Werewolf. So I went down a YouTube rabbit hole like 10 years ago when YouTube was new, where I then stumbled upon this terrible band. And I became fascinated with it because this band was very popular, not very popular, uh, but they became kind of infamous in the late 80s during a time period known as the Satanic Panic, 
where a whole bunch of bored middle Americans basically got convinced that there was ritualistic satanic abuse happening, and people actually got arrested for this. And conservative radio and TV talk shows went crazy trying to blame all kinds of music for it. And, and ra- Dungeons and & Dragons. Yes, they blame Dungeons & Dragons as well. Now, Nick, 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 Nick. Now listen, and to all, all our great Satanist listeners out there, are you trying to tell me, are you telling me that there aren't, you know, just like with any good old-fashioned religion, that there's not some Satanic groups that are just doing it wrong? Well, they would argue... People who so, are actually... so are you talking about like the Westboro Baptist Church of Satan? Yes. Okay. But just like most Christians, I would say, would argue the Westboro Baptist Church aren't really Christians. I think that most quote-unquote Levian Satanists would argue that anyone who actually was doing that isn't actually a Satanist. But also, none of that was actually happening. That was all made up. It's all made up. It was actually all Fabricated. made up. Fabricated. There were people saying that there were like elementary schools where the teachers were like ritualistically killing children. Oh and people believed it, even though there wasn't any evidence for it. But regardless... Well, it was all a smokescreen to have them look past the fact that they children were being abused by the wealthy, the powerful, and the politicians. Yes. Which is seriously what happens. It's crazy. But this group kind of almost accidentally became popular because they became a punching bag for kind of all of the people who were blaming like evil music for the reason as to why the supposed ritualistic abuse was happening. Now, I'm a little worried about talking about this group because when I started researching in earnest, I went to their Wikipedia page. And when I read their Wikipedia page, I became certain of one thing, that Nicholas Schreck actually wrote his own Wikipedia page, which means he's very aware of his presence online, which means there's a chance he would actually hear this episode. So I want to be very careful about oh, what I say. No, nah, Nick, listen, he's getting he's, the, definitely he's got, getting the good old-fashioned backhanded he's love. He's definitely you know? got that little Google alert where it notifies you if your name shows up like in a new search. And engine. I don't need any sort of hex on me, all right? I've I've got enough to deal with. Well, I no, don't need... he, he's he's renounced all of that and now he teaches tantric Buddhism in Germany. Tantric Buddhism. Tantric Buddhism. So, is that like where you It's Buddhism, but it takes longer. <laughs> like like a long time. It's and it's, it's vigorous. It's, 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 Buddha, vigorous it's just Buddhism. it's just regular Buddhism, but it takes several days. Yeah. And you're right, Mike. I always think of meditation as vigorous. But here's an example of why I think he wrote his own Wikipedia page. I'm going to read a short little paragraph um, about the early days of this band, and tell me if this was written by anyone other than a member of the band. Quote, holding a series of controversial theatrical ritual events billed as Radio Werewolf Youth Rallies at such landmarks as uh, Sunset Strip Medus as Whiskey A Go-Go, The Roxy, and Club Lingerie, as well as pioneering gothic underground clubs The Crypt, The Scream, and Zombie Zoo, the band attracted a cult following that come to identify as the, quote, Radio Werewolf Youth Party. As such, Radio Werewolf claimed that their sound was part of a musical purist movement designed to evoke feelings of power and harmony through the use of the, quote, dominant frequency, which lead vocalist Nicholas Schreck... Uh, takes out all this, uh, makes all the sub-frequencies, you know, happy. The dominant frequency does that? <laughs> makes the sub-frequencies happy? And you wonder why I assume you're talking about sex all the time. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Schreck, and what an unfortunate first name... Uh, described the liner notes of the 1989 Radio Werewolf album, The Fiery Summons, as, quote, sonic magic. He definitely Now, was it that. Shrek spelled the German way or Shrek spelled the ogre way? S-C-H-R-E-C-K. Okay, German way. Now, one thing that has come up a lot with this group is whether or not they're actually being serious. Whether or not these guys are actually a bunch of trolls. Because, um... No, they're werewolves. 
See, Mike gets it. <laughs> no, that was you very can't good. Pull, you can't pull all over Mike's eyes. He sees through your <laughs> trickery. See, I'm seeing it right here, right now. So this all this all sounds like more 433 type business. Only in the sense that the artist is extremely pretentious about what they've manufactured? Yes. You might not be far off, Steve. Uh, because, like I said, some people have thought that these guys are trolls. That they are doing this to get a rise out of people. And that might be true, but it also might be a cover because of some of the more questionable songs they did. Um, and once again, also adding to the fact of why I think Nicholas Shrek wrote his own Wikipedia page is because I feel like he tries to do some revisionist history on some of the songs that he did before. Um, because, like all things, unfortunately, in our, our seemingly never-endingly terrible present, Nazism gets involved. At some I was going to make the wow. I was going to make the joke. What is what? Are, what are the songs in question? Like, hey, Nazis are cool. Uh, let's go, Satan. Um. Adding to the uh, quote, and once again, this is pulled from the Wikipedia page, adding to the controversy of the band was a number of references to National Socialism. The biggest was the song, quote, Triumph of the Will, named after a Nazi propaganda film. The song written and sung from the point of view of an elderly former Nazi reminiscing about Nazi Germany, incorporating, Nazi Germany, excuse me, incorporating lyrics. Now I'm imagining Nazi Journey. I'm imagining the Nazi version of the Journey band. Getting on my way with Schweinen! (laughs) Uh, yeah, so Nazi Journey, uh, incorporating such lyrics as Eva, oh Eva, come sit on my face, Berlin is burning and we are the master race, was intended as obvious black humor. Who can sit on the face? Ava Braun. Yes. Oh. Oh, that was that was Hitler's girlfriend, right? Yes. yes. All right, cool, cool. But it says <laughs> was intended as... Just work. checking my history here. But it says it was intended as obvious black humor. And there's a citation there. The citation is just a link to the lyrics. Guys, this is obviously meant to be black humor. Here, click on this link and you'll see what I mean. Okay, I'm just literally reading the words you wrote. Yeah, it's black eh, humor. Eh? Eh? Get it? But there's there's old concert footage of this band live throwing the Zieg Heil during performances. And there's interviews of do. the band with Nazi uh, paraphernalia in the background. Oh, God. So if it's obvious black humor... It's not so obvious. Can, so, it's not so obvious. So, so, <laughs> good old Nazi pun. So listen, I did not see that coming. I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be totally honest. Right, I went to a weird wedding one time. <laughs> I went to a Nazi wedding. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Long story black- short, accidental <laughs> Nazi wedding. <laughs> no, what was it? The bride, the bride was not a Nazi, to my knowledge. <laughs> the groom was one of my good friends. He certainly wasn't. Um, however, and if they listen, hey guys, happy however, fifth anniversary. The, the bride's great grandfather Heinrich, on the other hand. <laughs> um, so, but she had a mental breakdown. She shaved her head, and on the way down the aisle. She threw up the fucking Nazi salute, and my friend's parents were fucking horrified. And it was like one of these outdoor weddings. It was really weird, man. It was what? There was like a there was a drug dealer for a DJ. It was. <laughs> <laughs> was he actively dealing drugs oh, during his yeah, set? Oh yeah, man. Are you? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't buying any, but like this guy was looking to make some sales, dude. It was the weirdest wedding. Uh, it oh, it was. <laughs> to make a deep cut Albany, New York reference, was this wedding in Arbor Hill? Dangerous place in Albany. No, no, this is in this is in upstate New York, Plattsburgh. Oh, 
<laughs> Even more dangerous. <laughs> oh, the point was, yes. I don't believe she's an actual Nazi. I believe she's dumb and trying to get a large reaction out of people through this dark black humor. And thanks for listening, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but see, I know she's not a Nazi. She's just dumb, guys. <laughs> but Mike, I, I, well, what's worse? Mike, I think you might be right, but I would then argue if there was a lot of ambiguity as to what she was trying to say, wouldn't you argue that that black humor failed and that people didn't know whether or not it was a joke? Well, it all depends. Some people are trying to entertain themselves. And some people are trying to entertain the masses. If you're looking to horrify a large group of people or you hate your groom's parents. Throwing a Zeke Heil is a pretty good way of doing that. I mean, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll walk you down the aisle as you throw out a Zeke Heil. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's what the drug dealing DJ was playing. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Ubermensch. I'll show you photos from the wedding after the show. <laughs> I can't wait to see. Why are these all in black and white? <laughs> <laughs> so... Weirdly enough, we're going to get back into the song, but th- most of this band's controversy came from the satanic angle, because this was the 80s. Nobody seemed to have as much of a problem with the Nazism. It was the 80s. It was a weird time. Um, but long Do a story- lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> exactly. Long story short, a lot of hoopla was made about this band, but so few of the people who interviewed them, who grilled them, who said they were awful... Listen to the actual quality of the music. And that's what I would like to do. So I, like I said, it's so hard. You, the song we're about to play is called Incubus. And you can't find it on any streaming platform. They have two songs on like Spotify. Um, they have an album you can buy on their website called The Vinyl Solution. The Vinyl Solution. Get the fuck out of here. But otherwise, their discography is very hard to find. That so, joke was thought of by at least a dozen other people before them who had the good taste to not actually do it. Yes. So let's hear a little Someone bit. Someone had to do it, though, right? No. <laughs> it's very easy to not do horrible things. So I pulled this song because, really, every song they've done that I've heard is ridiculous in its own special way. Um, but this is a little bit of Incubus. We're going to start from the beginning and hear what a Radio Werewolf song sounds like. Ow! Little girl, let me read you a bedtime story from the book of the dead. Little girl, let me sing. First off, I don't think he's ever sung a single note where he wasn't slightly flat. Well, that adds to the power of the piece. I guess so. That that must be that alpha frequency. Oh, my God. Hitting right notes is for people on a lower frequency. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's These... for people who don't understand the importance of sound as as it pertains to reality. I'm just imagining him and John Cage shooting the shit. I feel like these guys, John Cage and fucking Rattlesnake, who are those guys? The, <laughs> who? Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard King Wizard. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Would be what was the song called? Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake? Rattlesnake. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> you thought they were all... Oh, because those guys are like, oh, all our instruments are out of tune. I guess we'll just play. Oh, oh, they're micro-tunes. Just ah, go fuck yourself. You and your micro-tunes. Just all <laughs> all hanging out, like shooting up from the same drugs that that DJ gave them. Yeah. I'm assuming all these guys were at that wedding you were at. Just in the background, you just missed them all. But like... I mean, and he's playing this little da, 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 like on the on the piano. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. That sounds oh. a little cool. I, listen, I'm a sucker for just like cheesy, creepy stuff. Yeah, you should see his apartment. 
Literally, just turn <laughs> your head around. around uh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so what's he saying to this girl? Savannah? Little girl, let me read you a bedtime story from the Book of the Dead. Because most parents just have that lying around. Necronomicon ex mortis. Oh, not the not the Book of Thoth? You know, seriously, he would know all about... He he was the head of the Temple of Set at one point, which is an even nerdier subsection of the church, of like Church of Satan, like people who left the organization. I You're a nerdy Satanist! Yes, I was just going to say, oh I, am an, I am a nerd for like all of these super specific, new agey philosophy offshoots. Is there a Satan con, Nick? If there's a if, Santa con, how is there not a Satan First con? off, That's it should be called Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Or Necrocomicon. That's for spooky comic books. <laughs> like, oh. I was very into this at one point, until I realized yeah. a lot of the members are people like Nicholas Shrek. <laughs> but Satanists argue... You don't have to like other Satanists, but if ever, if so many of them just kind of seem like I'm gonna play later on. We're gonna play a brief interview clip of this guy, and you'll see. I, I can't imagine having a normal conversation with any of these people. Um, but so yeah, so so far in the song, uh, we've got uh, Nicholas reading a book to a little girl. The Book of the Dead. Little girl, let me sing you a lullaby. Fall asleep in the cradle of dread. Let's talk about fear, the kind of fear that makes you piss all over your pink party dress. Let's talk. Why didn't he say bed? Oh, the cradle of dread. Yeah, that's down on Fourth Street. Why didn't he say great wings? It's a hit place. Yeah. I don't understand that he didn't go with the simple rhyme scheme of piss uh, piss in your bed. Well, first, also, what a that's kind of just like a gross way to say this is going to be a scary story. Yeah, but I mean, little girl, let's talk about fear—the kind of fear that makes you want to piss all over your pink party dress. So, first off, they're at a social event. If she's wearing a pink party dress, she—have you ever been to a party, listeners, where you just have that kind of weird person who like ropes you into a conversation? That's what I think this poor little girl is with this guy. Yeah, Mike is Mike is throwing a fishing line. <laughs> hey, hey, little girl. I, be, I believe it was let's a lasso. Let's talk about fear. I believe it was a lasso. <laughs> yeah, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Was it a lasso? It was a lasso. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Steve, my, my, Steve, 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 Steve gets my humor. You guys are on a. You guys are on the alpha wavelength that I'm not on. Sorry. That's right. You're on the beta wavelength. You're a beta. Okay, Alex Jones. Calm down. <laughs> You're a beta. Beta cock. <laughs> what I um, what what's bothering me? He's reading a. He's reading a lo- book. Yep. He's singing a lullaby. Technically. And then all of a sudden, the girl's in a fucking party dress. Is and she suddenly in, or has she been in it this whole time? So what bothers you is story structure. <laughs> That's fair. It does. The song is it lacking. Does it does because he 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 threw in this whole extra adjective to define what she's pissing and what she's wearing. When he could have just said bed, and it would have rhymed, and it would have been better. First, and he can't even literally be- better. That would I believe been- that's the deathbed sequel title. Yes. <laughs> better, the bed that eats people. You know, I, I heard death that. Be- I saw, death better. There I saw that movie. I literally heard the sequel good. was better. So you're upset with story structure, I'm upset Mike. with you now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me divert your anger then. Let's play the song again. About fear, the kind of fear that simple words cannot express. 
little girl's dreams can all come true Here is all you have to do Okay teach you a little something about our, our, our boy. What's his name? Nicholas Shrek. Nicholas, Nicholas Shrek. Nicholas Shrek, much uh, like our boy Johnny Cage, has no musical talent <laughs> and uses that as an excuse for saying it's the art of what he's doing instead of learning how to actually play a fucking instrument. I own a piano, okay, and I even took elementary piano lessons. Mm-hmm. And I was never super good, um, and I would like to, f- to fiddle around with it. But you know what? He he sounds like myself trying to like make a song in sixth grade where I'd be like, "Ooh yeah, ooh the low notes are super spooky. Let me <laughs> let me hold down the pedal while I do it too." And then and then I'll just boop, 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 boop. like I'm feeling personally attacked because that was like <laughs> me when I found out how to play the Halloween theme on piano. Minor chords. Nothing about minor chords. Nothing should be in major. Everything sounds spookier in minor. Yeah, but he's just he's just bashing notes, man. He Technically, just... it's not. He, this was a band. There were three other band members, and they did have some keyboardist who had some weird spooky name. Was it Broken Arms? Just slapping keys. <laughs> that would fit in with the band aesthetic. Now, Mike, in, in your opinion, what is worse? Because we started uh. to hear timpani come in what is worse so far the piano the vocals or the timpani oh god because they don't have a guitarist they just like they're a death rock band. boy you know i i'm gonna have to keep listening nick because it's all it's all sort of bad on all different levels right now I don't... well let's hear a little bit more then <laughs> come to him <laughs> it's not even scary. Like, fuck you. Mike, they're playing spooky organ music, no. therefore it's scary. No, no. You're, you're, Mike, you're dipping back into a beta frequency. This is sonic magic. Sonic magic. Oh, Steve. Steve, what, what do you think right now? What are you thinking of this? Steve secretly likes it, and he's very afraid to speak up because he's worried of judgment. But this is a safe place, Steve. It's just you it's, and all of our it's listeners. Not. I was just thinking of the band Incubus. <laughs> I was... And, and how much I'd rather be listening to the band Incubus right now. Could, so, Nick, what, let's just go over the last few things he just said. Yes. Incubus, Incubus. Yes. And what, is, what, what does Incubus mean? So an Incubus, Michael, uh, is, a, um, is a, 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 a malevolent spirit uh, that drains its victims of energy through uh, of their life force through sexual uh, activity. So an incubus would be the male version. So like if a male was a male in, uh, would be so an incubus would be having sex with a woman in order to drain them of their life force. And a a succubus, succubus is a female version who does the same thing to a man. Oh my, I think I might have dated one of those. <laughs> no. Was she a demon or I guess a succubus is a demon. Oh god, but what well, now that that depends because demon is be, is a as a root word has been uh, really bastardized by uh, the Christian usage, whereas in the original Greek, demos was just a spiritual being. So we think of demons through the prism of Christianity, but really, a demon could be any sort of spirit with malevolent with malevolent intent. Now, what happens, Steve? 
if this has happened in this Greek culture, when an incubus... The ancient Greeks. When an incubus hooks up with a succubus. Um, I believe... You get a Kardashian. Exactly. They must fucking Couldn't have said it better myself. They must fucking <laughs> hate each other and love each other. I think that's love. I think when you I think we all are just looking for our succubus or are they incubus? I think I think they don't get together. I think it's more like when uh like finance bros get together at the bar after a day of work, being like, What what the SAP end on? Hey, the the Nasdaq. What that? What would you would you do? Would you do? What's up with the Nasdaq? Did you do that? Yeah, bro. I was totally on top of that shit. They're just trying to one up each other. He's like, I drain the life force of five men. I drain the life force of eighteen women. That's that's beautiful though. We're all just incubi and succubi looking for our other incubi and succubi. That's it, man. It's kind of romantic, but fuck these guys <laughs> because. I'm not even... All they're doing is screaming incubus and telling me I'm supposed to be scared. Well, maybe they say some more information. Incubus! Incubus! It's why it begins to rape and ravage! Incubus! Incubus! Arrest so cold, arrest so savage. Incubus. Mike, you look thoughtful. It's a lot of uh, rape and ravage was used at one point. It wasn't even. I didn't bat an eye. This song is so boring. You know you're. F- Imagine trying to nod your head to the song. Boom, boom, boom. Bum, bum, bum. Incubus. Bum, bum, bum. If it weren't for the lyrics, I would swear to God I was in like a local haunted house that they're doing at the firehouse. <laughs> I want you to imagine. No, that's great. I am imagining that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that but... Scarecrow a real person? Yeah, it's a fucking like person under there. It's not a stick figure. You think it's going to jump out? Of course it's going to fucking jump out at us. It's obviously a person in a scarecrow costume pretending to not be alive. It's the 13-year-old son of Police Chief Johnson who works in the local precinct. I no, uh, So uh, that whole thing was personal experience. I was that scarecrow <laughs> at the haunted house in the firehouse. And I was very good at my job to the point where people could not tell if I was a real person or not. And in fact, this one uh, couple of teenagers showed up and the one teenager was like, I think that's I don't I think that's an actual scarecrow and the other teacher is like no it isn't look and then he punched me in the stomach. Oh. Um and to my credit I, I had a bunch of like uh straw and stuff in yeah. my and you know like in my shirt so like it's still I still felt like I got punched but there was enough straw that it still kind of convinced the kid that I was a real scarecrow so he was like oh yeah I guess you're right. So after he punched me in the stomach and me not reacting to it whatsoever like a champ, right before they were about to go through the door to the next area, I jumped off of the little, like, cross thing I was attached to and, like, scared the shit out of that little bastard. <laughs> Good. Nice. I was uh, probably, like, a junior in high school. Nice. So yeah. I was also technically a teenager, but he was, like, a, a younger teenager. So it, it counts. I, Steve, I appreciate your... Um... Your method of sticking to character. Yeah, because fuck that, that kid. That he punched what, me in his stomach. <laughs> that was the moment oh, Steve knew he was an actor. What is up with the fact? That, like when you when you say the word rape. Yes. Typically, I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a hot that's a buzzer that's a buzzer it's a word. spicy word. Yeah. That's a spicy word, and even these guys. I mean, even these these guys can't even. 
make that even bring anything out. This isn't shocking and horrifying to you, Mike? Because they're trying to push your buttons. <laughs> In fact, so when this band... I'm pushing the snooze button. <laughs> so when... Because I used this song for my alarm. <laughs> is what you literally just said, essentially. Uh, oh, wait, well, what's the other one? I, I just, some people listen to like Nature Sounds to Fall Asleep. You just put on Radio Werewolf. That's what I was looking for. I guess. Mike hugs his pillow. Incubus. Incubus. But in terms of getting a rise out of you, this got a rise out of so many news organizations and TV personalities in the late 80s, including these guys were interviewed by Geraldo Rivera, George Larson, and someone I'd never heard of named Wally George, who was a super conservative radio talk show host who then got his own local TV show in Southern California called Hot Seat, which was basically like a precursor to Jerry Springer, only super conservative, where he just got like controversial people to sit in a chair and scream at each other while the audience of mostly meatheads just cheered everyone on. So you can see how Jerry Springer got its start. Now, so smart. Radio Werewolf. That, that shit never gets old, man. Radio Werewolf. Mayor Springer. Went on this show three separate times. And I found an interview with Nicholas Shrek, a recent interview, where he essentially said it was almost like. It was basically just like a wrestling performance. It's like they were the heels. He was he was the person that everyone was supposed to be rooting for and that they were both just kind of playing their role. That might be true. Um, they, they might, he, he may have just kind of fallen into a role to just fulfill and get a rise out of them. Um, I watched this entire interview. It's mostly just incoherent. It's just them yelling at each other. But I, I found a short little clip just to give an example of what the exchanges looked like. So this is, this is Wally George. And who Nicholas in my head? Who in my head sounds like this? My name's Wally George. Welcome to the program. Steve, prepare to be very disappointed. So this is a little clip from I think their second appearance on his show. Now, hold on. I understand that you and your radio werewolf group here, you are out to put an end to organize to all religion in America. Is, is that correct? There is only one religion that is valid in the history of the world. That is the worship of Radio Werewolf and Grimsley, our fearless leader. Oh. You, really, you really have this... The sickness of Judeo-Christianity is going to be destroyed forever. Oh, how do you, how do you intend... <laughs> this guy's like Fox News Ric Flair. <laughs> Yeah, Woo! <laughs> Hillary Clinton was in charge of Benghazi. Woo! I really like the look of uh, of the fucking dude. Tom. What's oh, I keep Nicholas Shrek? Nicholas Schnick. I need to remember this. I'm it's just you, Shrek. It's you, Shrek. <laughs> me, okay. me, Shrek. You, Shrek. Yes. Okay, um, so he's really heavy on the makeup there. Oh yeah, they they went full. To their credit, they don't look like mall goths. They, goths. they look like actual, like, they're trying hard to be, like, edgy Victorian. They, they got the pale face paint. They've, they've got, I don't know if it's their keyboardist or drummer, but, like, in one interview, he's literally wearing a monocle the entire time for no goddamn reason. <laughs> they're those kind of goths. Uh, you know what? I think I like their personalities better than their music. Interesting. Although you did just call them Nazis earlier, so. Well, they said that was black, obvious black uh, humor. Obvious. But like the monocle's funny. I think they gotta stick. I think they. I think they have some good ideas that they should stick with. <laughs> you little penny waste. It has already begun. Silence! 
Silence! Silence! It is. It is very much like uh, like old old school style pro wrestling in which the audience actually thinks this is all real. Yes. And everyone else involved in the program knows it is not. But in so doing, you are now essentially like sort of traumatizing an entire group of people into th- believing a fake thing is a real thing, which then leads them to teach that to their children and Good then leads thing that, that to every hasn't yeah, then changed. then that leads to an entire cable news network that destroys the minds of the elderly. You, you know, uh, you know, Nick, our work has already begun. This is the death knell for Christianity and your slave religions. You know, uh, he said, did he say slave religions or sleeve religions? Slave religions. Okay, I thought he said sleeve religions. This is the end of your religions that comfortably cover your wrists. My my religion desires wife beaters. Wife beaters away. All the time, every day, we worship in our wife beaters. You, you should be very glad because this is the this is the highlight of your life, you sickening you know little why? turd. You know why I'm glad? Because if first for you, how does it feel to be the very fulfillment of the prophecies that you are putting down in the Bible? Yeah, great. right on. Yeah, right on. <laughs> it you goes, got him, Bill. It goes on like that. It's just them screaming back and forth. But it was very entertaining. I couldn't find any of the Geraldo Rivera, which I would have loved to have seen there back and forth. But yeah, so these guys. And Nicholas Shrek said in the interview, like, pretty transparently, this was the best promotion they ever got. Just being the punching bag for Reagan-era talk show hosts and TV commentators convincing people that the satanic panic was real. But I feel like all... And they succeeded. Congratulations, guys. I feel like all Wally George would have had to have done to win his argument was just play their music. That's all he would have had to done. Yeah. Have done. The music is so ridiculous in and of itself. Right. It's almost like you 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 hype them up more because it's like and you're you're saying it says here in your literature that you have sex with dead bodies is that true audience oh, like it's 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 good fun in hindsight but the fact that people took this seriously in the 80s is hilarious yeah cuz play some more of this this is what they're taking seriously now the, the fucking song like that this is what it's like Incubus, But here's the thing. It would. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a. We're gonna delve deep into the psyche of of uh, Middle America in the '80s for a second. In their mind, with their their somewhat limited, and I'm gonna be offensive. I don't care. With their somewhat limited imagination, this is what they would like. Listening to that, we call it. We call it lame. This is definitely what is it called uh, uh, when you uh, the thing that you believe is repeated back to you in a way that makes it sound correct. Self fulfilling prophecy. So, uh, it, there's a yeah. There's another. There's another phrase for it. Yeah, confirmation oh, okay. bias. Yeah. This this essentially this essentially confirms their bias because in their rather limited imagination of what Satanism, I guess, would sound like, this is definitely what it sounds like in their in their brain when they're trying to imagine it. This is as far as they can go. Because this is the, because it's so alien to them, and the the reason I believe Nicholas Schreck might actually be true, right when he says he's not actually a Nazi and was just using that to get a rise out of people is because he seemed aware of that very point. He said this appearing on the show was closing a loop. It's like yeah. people wanted this so much to be true, they wanted their fear of Satanism to be true that they were just confirming that. But the annoying thing is, 
If There's they... much better Satanism out there, Middle America. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, so the, sh- the ones with the orgies, right? Hell yeah. But also, the, the, the frustrating thing about Radio Werewolf is they could have been good trolls. They could have gone on all these, you know, conservative talk shows of terrified Middle American housewives and actually done a good job of trolling these people. But they, they're, they take themselves too seriously, and their music is just so hilariously bad. But that's the thing they seem to take seriously. They seem to be serious musicians. So, Nick, you're, you're saying they, they had a shot. They had this little platform to jump off of to just take Satanism. Like, like, no, not 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 to not to promote Satanism, no, but to, to troll, just, but to troll, to troll the people who thought that the Satanic to really get a rise out of them. Yes, to re- and they could have probably sailed to like top, like talked about peeps. There's a reason why nobody knows who Radio Werewolf is now, except for a handful of Buddhists in Germany. Tantric Buddhists in Germany. It's like that there was a room full of just like loose gunpowder in TNT, and the room had been safely locked away for a long time, and then like a drunk idiot happened upon it and like accidentally opened the door and said, I wonder what would happen if I lit a match in here. And then and and then that is that is Radio Werewolf, <laughs> and then the entire conservative movement from the eighties to today happened. Um, but in the song Incubus, we just heard uh, that this little girl sh- should apparently be prepared to take his icy seed. No, he didn't. You didn't hear that? Play that again. Incubus, dare to take his icy seed. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's my least favorite flavor of icy. <laughs> Ugh, seed. Icy seed. I don't know why 7-Eleven still sells it. <laughs> This one time I wanted the Coke Icy, and I accidentally, I accidentally did the one next to it. And, I, and this I, very pale, gothy yeah. guy behind the counter says, oh, oh, I have to take my Icy Seed, as he handed you a 7-Eleven cup. <laughs> and then he put on his favorite band, Incubus! 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 <laughs> Incubus! Ravished by the demon's need! So did he did he either rhymed seed with seed or he is very well acquainted with a specific demon by the name of Sneed. No, he said ravished by the devil by the demon's need. Oh, okay. I thought he like you know how like in in like medieval Satanism is sort of like uh like uh, like the tragical history of Dr. Faustus, yes. you could summon your own personal demon yes. to attend you. I just assumed like his demon's name was Sneed. And he's just, yeah, Nicholas, what can I do for you? Ah, God, of all the demons, I couldn't even get, like, Asmodiel or Beelzebub. I got fucking Sneed. Yeah, I just booked you on Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> God damn it, Sneed. <laughs> yeah, you want to go on Wally George's hot seat for the third time? Wear a fucking tie. You're disgraced, Sneed. Ah, bow ties are in. Fucking Sneed. <laughs> I like Snead. Hey, he's a nice guy. His Snead's glasses are just constantly broken. He's got tape around the bridge. Hey, can that guy in your band use that monocle? Let me borrow it for a minute. He doesn't need it. It's not. It doesn't even have a lens in it. Snead, I'm begging you. Get some antibiotics. Your nose is just constantly dripping. Hey, it's allergy season. His skin is always flaking off, and he's got like a scab. Oh. Like. <laughs> I like Sneed, man. I do. <laughs> I'm a fan. 
I think he said love and loathe his burning kiss. Because fun fact, these lyrics are not on the internet anywhere. All right, so he's got icy jizz and burning kisses? Like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? I've heard of guys being hot and cold, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) Katy Perry wrote a remake of this song. About about Sneed. He's hot and he's cold. (laughs) Yeah, you're in and you're out. You're up and you're down. And by the way, this guy has still cornered this poor girl at this party and not letting her go talk with the other people that she wants to talk to. She's still in her pink party dress, which I don't know if she's pissed or not. Yeah, no, of course she hasn't pissed or not. She's just... She's just annoyed. She's annoyed. Like, oh, God, what? You keep screaming incubus. The last thing you've ever been in is a vagina, buddy. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mike missed out on his calling as audience member in the Jerry Springer show. (laughs) So yes, I'm sorry. We have we have we have an audience member who wants to say something. Yes, sir. What is your name? My name's Mike Russell. Yes, and what do you have to say? <laughs> well, who am I talking to? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Jerry Springer. This guy. I was uh, trying to remember what you said, and I couldn't. <laughs> oh, I said oh, about the last thing him being in it was the vagina. Yeah, Inca- there you Thank you, Miss. The last thing you've been in is the vagina. Oh. <laughs> Steve, 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 Steve. And then Steve shows up to, like, stop Incubus from rushing the stage. Steve or- Trondra or Steve Wilkos? Steve Wilkos. Okay, we're on the Steve Wilkos show. Yeah. I got some... Okay. <laughs> Something about a serpent. Oh, 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 stop it, stop it. All right, I was also a crash symbolist as a percussionist. And let me tell you, that guy, those... Those have some dents in them. Like, you can tell? Yes. Or they're like flint. They're really cheap. They're really fucking cheap symbols. Maybe like um, copper. Because there was different symbols in the back, and there was the shitty ones, and then there was a nice, really big, like. What's a good material to make symbols out of? Like, what are the good ones Uh, made out of? I remember I had some Zildjian symbols. I like those. I can't remember what they're made out of. But I do know is that we had these flimsy, like, copper-looking ones. The- <laughs> Those are just garbage can lids. <laughs> <laughs> and then, shit, Steve, do you know what our symbols are made out of? Why on earth would I know what symbols are made out of? I know you bunch you of... Just You're a wellspring spent- of so much obscure knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but he just spent, like, two minutes talking about it. Look, guys, I've played symbols and percussion. I know what I'm talking about. Steve, what the fuck are symbols made out of? All I know is that the yellow ones are the good ones, you know? So these guys are playing on shitty symbols. They're playing on some... Dude, oh. Let's hear that again. I bet he didn't even... You're supposed to spread your arms out after you hit him, really let it, the vibrations go out to the crowd. I think he's just holding them in himself. Well, no, he had, he had to have one hand to keep the monocle in place, so he's only got one hand to bash the symbols together. It's very difficult. He taped one to his elbow and is just, like, bashing it together that way. Or maybe it's all just uh, a one-man band set up, and it's just him, and he's got, like, the snare on his back, and his knees are the symbols. I gotta say, if this whole song was performed live by one person, this song would sound very impressive. Yeah. No. Considering it's... No! No, no, I'm sorry. You could be playing five he's, instruments at once. He's got once. one hand on the keyboard, he's got one hand on a crash cymbal, he's got, like, a bass pedal, like, bum, bum, bum. It doesn't... Ex- his voice is terrible. No, he can't sing. He can't sing. 
You don't make that up by just trying to play more instruments. I don't <laughs> play. You, do, you do the John Cage method and just play no instruments. John Cage is watching him. One day you'll learn. <laughs> One day you'll learn to shut the fuck up. What's the pressure on your chest? Ain't you Heart attack. Ain't you Darkest dream has taken flesh. Ain't you Oh my god. Was that someone like adjusting the mic? <laughs> Wait, is it? Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Got, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. We're still recording. Okay. I have no idea. Wait, 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 wait. Take the witch's right. mark with pride. Incubus, incubus. You are the something that he will ride. So uh, so essentially the plot to this song, Mike, is they're talking. Well, no, uh, more or less. But essentially what he's trying to get across is he's trying to frighten a girl. Uh, at a party. At a party with a story of how uh, incubi work. Basically, like, I, you are going to be ravaged by an incubus, by a demonic entity devoted to killing people through s- sex with women. Happy bat mitzvah. Yeah. Although, but it, but that's what because because sit on the sit on your chest. That is an yes. old folklore um, thing with demons where they you feel like if you are being uh, like haunted by a demon in your sleep, you will feel like a weight on your chest because the demon is si- sitting or standing Which on your chest. Some have argued with sleep paralysis. Actually. Yes, um, and talking. So that's but that's the plot he's trying to get across here is that I'm going to scare you with the story of the incubus, a demon that has sex with you until you die. To be fair, any Latter County fans out there? Uh, to be fair, um, <laughs> there was um, Ian's loving that bit right now. Uh-huh. Does he watch Latter County? Yes. Oh yeah, he loves that show. Oh, okay, great, great. I've watched only like two seasons. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, that 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 heavy presence, though, man. I don't know. I, when I when I was like, you know, worried about demonic possession, like that was a that was a thing. I'm so glad you didn't hear Radio Werewolf at that very pivotal <laughs> time. This music would have then scared. I would have been. I, <laughs> I would have felt easier. I'm like, this is stupid. Um, but does he need to say Incubus this many times? Yes. How, you might forget what the song is about, Mike. I mean, I, for, I keep forgetting. Mike, what's the song about? It's about an Incubus. Well, there you go. Question answered. It's not even about an Incubus. It's about it's a about guy. a creepy guy cornering a girl at her party. And Hey, you having a fun bar mitzvah? <laughs> let me tell you about, let me tell you a scary story. You think that's what God. he's this is a, it's like the same creepy uncle who talked about blossoming into a young woman or something and then starts telling her about an incubus. You know what's tough? As an uncle, I am terrified of the things my nieces will have to go through as as women, right? And I'm like not listening to the song top. Like anymore. listening to this for for Christ's sake. Or, or, <laughs> Turn it off. Oh, wait, don't, don't keep her name. Or interacting <laughs> with men like him. No, uh no, listen. Mike is very respectful. Yes, I am very respectful. I had to grow up, but what I'm thinking about is, you, you always want to like have the talk, like don't send photos. But yeah, I'm also like not their parents. But then it's also like, 
Did your parents even talk to you about this? My parents didn't talk to me about anything. It's yet. a tough ground to navigate. That's, That's why songs like Incubus exist. Yes. Oh, God. This, this song so you don't have to give the talk. Just play Incubus by Radio Werewolf. Find it on YouTube because you can't buy it anywhere. Unless you want to p- buy the vinyl solution from RadioWerewolf.com or whatever. And you know they'll put that on your credit card statement. <laughs> they'll write it out. If there was ever a discrepancy with that payment, you could never call your bank. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I never I never received my order. Oh, what's the name of the item on your credit card statement? Vinyl solution. I'm sorry, what? Vinyl solution. The vinyl <laughs> solution, okay? You know, I don't even want the money anymore. I'm going to ask a question. I don't know that we've ever actually asked this on the show before. Are we done with this song? We are... <laughs> no, man. We are almost done. Here's the last See, we haven't even... There's 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 a certain spice that's coming. I'm I'm hoping. In the last like thirty seconds. Let's see if you're right. So well to hell. Kinda. Of. Little girl. And then he fell asleep. <laughs> That's not the right note. That's that's the thing, man. Like, oh, oh, he's just—it's so amazing to me that this guy was the head of Satanism. No, he was not. I thought you said he was. He no. he <laughs> married the daughter of the founder of Satanism. He and was the head. Must of- have hated him. her dad. Must have hated him. He did. They he, <laughs> he his daughter. Do- Nicholas Shrek, his daughter, and the founder of the Church of Satan had a falling out. Because can you imagine she made the wrong choice? This is probably terrible timing to say, but um, I went to Nicholas Shrek's website to get the most update info. As of like two years ago, uh, they did divorce. Oh God! Okay, listen. Now you said Nicholas. There's no such thing as love anymore. Now, if Nicholas Shrek is listening to this episode, I gotta cover my bases here, guys. Divorce is hard. Divorce is a tough topic, right, guys? But maybe if you sing a better song about an incubus or, you know, or a better Satanist in general or maybe a little more scary like your dad, you know, you'd still have your wife. Well, he's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you were only a better Satanist, this marriage could have worked. Well, no, he's, not. he's a tantric Buddhist now. Well, no wonder they divorced. I hate it when religion comes in between a couple. True that. Who would have thought? How frequently is it between Satanism the, and Buddhism? Yes. <laughs> well, no. Technically, he was the head of the Temple of Set, which was which were not Satanists. They were like an offshoot of that. So it's Setianisms, Setanists, yeah. and Tantric Buddhism. How uh, often do those two specific religions I, come between a couple? I am sick of all this God talk. It's such a ridiculous fantasy. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go over here and worship this big old snake. <laughs> Uh, but the last oh, one. you know, you know, the dad bullied him too. The dad was probably a big jerk. What a look family! What a, what a family him. picnic! Like, <laughs> I, I actually kind of feel because I thought he was really good in that Wally George is saying. Like, I thought he played it up nice and fun. Well, there's actually there's... what you're saying is this boy is a hero. Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> but well, he was all wrapped up in this whole little world he created in his head and the little 
following he got and said, I'm gonna play the, I'm gonna play my character and I'm never gonna stop. Wait, who's that in the who's that in the audience of the Wally George thing? Is that young Laura Ingram? Why yes, yes it is. Uh but there's just she's, one she's last She's on a date bit. with Steve Ducey, it looks like. Steve Ducey. To quote, to paraphrase a famous commercial, I can't believe we heard the whole thing. <laughs> Nick. Mike. You really brought us on a journey today. That's all I hope to To do. hell and back. To hell and back. Where we've learned about Incubus, Succubus, Icy Jizzes, and fucking Wally George's Hot Seat Show. Yep. <laughs> this, ep- this episode is called Hot Seat Cold Jizz. <laughs> That's what he calls his butt, too. <laughs> Everywhere I said is the hot seat. But I'm glad I took you on a journey, Mike. And I hope I took the listeners on a journey into a weird underground subgenre that they probably maybe haven't heard of and probably don't want to revisit again. I've just had this on my chest, much like a incubus, Mike, for so long. Because I've been aware of this band for so long. I've had nobody to talk to about it. And I'm so glad I could put it in some kind of very public platform so people can know what Radio Werewolf was. Nick, it's speaking of hot seats and incubus and Satanism, I think it's I think this is a perfect opportunity, Nick. As a well, you might be a current one or whatever kind Are you gonna of, call me a Satanist? Whatever Satanist you are, Nick. I wanna I am not a Satanist. What, what's the uh what is the most interesting Satanist event you've been to and what happens? I have not been to I've been to a haunted house if you count that. Okay. No, I've not, I'm not a Satanist. I'm starting my own religion. God's my broski. That's what it is. God's my broskiism. God's my broskiism. Sir, you know I could get behind that. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel, because I don't trust any of these other six billion fuckers. <laughs> uh, and on that religiously uplifting note, uh, that is it for this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're very excited. We got some more spooky songs lined up. Much, I will promise you, next week we have a much more upbeat song to discuss. <laughs> in case you, in case this you. bedtime story that was read to you from the Book of the Dead was just way too much. Nick, I'll give you credit. This may be the worst song we've ever fucking listened to. I mean, just from an objective musical standpoint, it might be. I'm pretty dead inside right now. Like, it upset me. <laughs> As a former percussionist, as a as a as a percussionist, as 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 a good Catholic uh, as boy, as a good Catholic boy, I'm gonna enjoy listening to the ultimate cut of this episode because I can't for the life of me remember anything I said today so far. Steve, I think it was like 15 minutes where you were just looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> I think I blacked out after like minute two. Steve, I feel like halfway through the show, what you wanted to yell at the screen was... That right there. What did he say? Shut up? Oh, sorry, you couldn't hear? Hang on, mm-hmm. hang on, hang on. Let me, let, let, let me, let me get that. Yes, right. make the episode longer. Silence! <laughs> did he scream challenge? Silence. 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 Oh, okay. He points at the audience. Challenge! <laughs>
And that is it for this week's episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, check out DapperDevilProductions.com. Our, the short horror comedy film that we directed got accepted into another film festival <laughs> in San Antonio, Texas. So if we have any listeners there, um, we, we'll give you the details. because we the probably Spook Fest, right? Yes, yeah, Spook Fest 2019. Uh, we probably won't be able to physically make it in person because we're all the way in New York and it's very short notice. <laughs> and none of the New York festivals want us because they're full. So high, high mighty, hoity-toity bullshit. Uh, these fucking Brooklyn hipsters making their... Unless one of them Horror finally, movies. unless finally one of them does accept us, in which case we love New York's film scene. Yes, we'd be very appreciative. Um, so we're very excited about that. And you can also follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Brigadier and Mike Russell. Yes, you can find me at MrMikeRussell.com on the Instagram. That's at MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, like check out uh, check out our stuff at DapperDevilsProductions.com. You know, chat is at the killer. Email. Please email some song suggestions into the Santos Report at gmail.com. And, um, you know, why not let us know what the name of your special religion would be? Is it. Um, oh, shoot. What's a good one? Yeah. Quick, come up with an entire philosophy and belief structure and then come up with a name for it right now i do like god's my broski god's my broski i'm sorry that's mine people so don't take that oh you know what or what 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 religion you just join you know don't even start soul invictus the ancient roman worship of the victorious sun scientology (laughs) and uh steve where can we find you may find me in hell after i die from this yeah, um, that's where you're going. Yeah, after I everything I said today, <laughs> I assume. Again, can't remember. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo and on the Dapper Devil website and all of our various Dapper Devil productions. And check them out on On the Line. Oh, yes. And my Award award-winning winning. web series, On the Line, uh, onthelinewebseries.com. Go take a look. Uh, we were entered into a few festivals, and we've won some awards. Uh, so I will at some point be posting that information on those various accounts I mentioned. So yeah, that's all good stuff. That's that's all good stuff for me. And uh, if you're watching MTV or, um, I still have no confirmation that it's actually airing. But uh, if you're watching MTV or Comedy Central uh, during the month of October, keep an eye out for a candy commercial of that I will not name the specific candy. Yes. Yeah, and if you see him, snag a little photo and put it on the Instagram. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do it because I don't have cable anymore. (laughs) Nobody does. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Reedier. Oh, shit. I just remember something. Oh, whoa, whoa. We can do the next one. Okay. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Werewilford Grimley. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>